0: from the comic strip
1: yeah yes it's my favorite cat my favorite cartoon cat
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so Kathy from the comic strips yes yes cat the year of the cat
1: I used to read the comic strip Kathy every day oh yeah even though I hated it I just didn't study Hall instead of studying I would just read the newspaper
0: You hated it less than studying Yeah Fair enough
1: Learning is for idiots (laughs) It's a hindrance Uh, Yes To a real lived experience (laughs) No one taught me how to drink (laughs) Oh shit Welcome back Again To the ringcoat report
0: I think we were gonna rename it the Raincoat Review. That's what John Kassier called it. No. Okay.
1: It's my baby. Okay.
0: Uh welcome back to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. And um, we're uh we're back again. Yeah we are. Talking about the year of the cat.
1: Is that what we're you know? What? Is that what year it is?
0: Uh I don't know. You were the one talking about the year of the cat.
1: I was just thinking about songs. Oh. Called Year of the Cat. Uh,
0: Are there a lot of songs called Year of the Cat? Yeah. Okay.
1: There's one for every year of the cat. Fair We're, enough. It's, it's is there is
0: there is there an official song for every year of the cat?
1: Um. No, you just put your own spin on it every year.
0: Have you uh, done any Year of the Cat music?
1: No, I don't have any musical talent
0: okay fair only enough
1: talk about pornography
0: well that is what we're here to do today and today we're going to uh talk about quite an interesting film uh called the defiance of good
1: yes this one um actually recommended by our fan
0: uh yes
1: we had a, a fella he slid into my dms to give me some knowledge about one of the films we'd covered previously uh was soror- I think it was sorority sweethearts.
0: That was a that was an episode we did.
1: We did do that. Uh,
0: <laughs> I can't tell you which one it was. No, it um, was you.
1: Yeah, it was. I should have pulled it up. Not <laughs> um, oh boy. It's not sorority sweethearts, but the one after that, which was hold on.
0: I don't remember. Who could? We've watched so much pornography, it's all a blur now. A blur. I'm definitely going to keep in this ten minutes of us trying to figure out <laughs> the, the uh, details of this being recommended to us.
1: Oh, too naughty to say no. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. Uh, I guess I made some comments about the kingfish. Oh, yeah. The, the the musicians in the thing. Yeah. Apparently, that's a Amos and Andy reference. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Do you know anything about Amos and Andy? No. I know Amos went on to make cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, famous After Amos. becoming famous, yes. Yeah. yeah. Before that, he was just Amos. Right. Uh, but then he got famous. And then so, he made cookies. Um, that was our fan, and uh, he, they had requested... Uh, we watched this movie a while ago, so um, we're going to get to it.
0: Uh, somebody, and I, I don't remember who, and you might not either, Edward met had... Uh, Requested more uh, Veronica Hart, and then we uh, we were able to fit that last week with oh, uh, yeah. Foxtrot.
1: It's true, yes.
0: Um,
1: uh, but since this one decided, took it upon themselves to contact me, a uh, particular shout-out. This one's for you, buddy. All fan, right. Our fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So, yeah, this was uh, recommended to us, The Defiance of Good from 1975, directed by Armand Weston. Yes. This is an interesting film, to say the least.
1: This is a movie about the worst day in someone's life.
0: Uh, Yes, or perhaps several of the worst days of their life.
1: And you know what? I had one of the worst days of my life, and I teased that out. Oh, yes. A little while ago on the last one. So uh, it's a new year. I'm trying to eat better. I had a salad for lunch. Right looked a little wilted, but I was like, I've had wilt wilted her,
0: yeah, we've all had some some wilted salads in our days,
1: yeah, um, that turned out to be a fatal mistake, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I eat it in my car and I go back inside to uh continue my job, and I'm just in the back room, just loading shit onto a cart, right, talking to my coworker. I was like, I feel a fart coming on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my stomach's rumbling, but I think it's just going to be a fart.
0: Right, as, um, as one does.
1: Yeah, um, and then I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in front of this man, uh, I'm sure he smelled something. There's no way he could not have, but I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Well, I waddled from the stock room to... <laughs> the bathroom and locked myself inside. Oh boy. Uh, thankfully it's a little like one hitter situation. So there's like no one else is in there to witness. Right. So, uh, I get my pants off, my underwear off, my, my shoes off, uh, to inspect the damage. Uh, throw away my underwear. They're, they're gone. Uh, ripped up a bunch of, uh, tissue paper, uh, tissue paper toilet paper yes and just piled it on in the uh toilet i'm like we're just gonna hide this from the world (laughs) pants were okay i do have a little hole in the crotch though so every time i knelt down later that day um when i was stocking the freezer i could feel the air um, (laughs) against my genitals (laughs) but uh geez my ass was wet
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, That's rough.
1: Yeah, I stood up after wiping for what felt like an eternity, and there were just disgusting, like, cheek prints on the <laughs> toilet itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh uh, boy. And then
1: after just coming to terms with everything and just taking a moment to recompose myself, I went out, and immediately the lady saw me come out, and immediately went in. <laughs> They're close to the public, uh-huh. but she's just good. So she deserved whatever she got.
0: <laughs> she, she.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy, well and
1: that was the day I befouled the dollar store bathroom <laughs> and myself. <laughs> Uh, oh. I just got to say, it, it's probably one of the most humbling things that's ever happened. Sitting <laughs> on yourself while working at the dollar store.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, boy. That... Yeah, I guess compounding that all together, that's uh, quite a lot to unpack.
1: Yeah. Sure was. <laughs> it sure was.
0: Yeah, I... I'm trying to think of the last time that I shit myself. I think that there was... It's probably like 10 years ago now, but I think that I was going to work and, uh... No. I had, like, the <laughs> flu or something a couple years back and sharded.
1: Oh, disgusting. The flu shart. Why? The flu shart. You it's could... one
0: of those things where, like, And what happened was, like, I just heaved really hard throwing up, I think.
1: And loosened the bowels.
0: (laughs) And it just fucking popped. (laughs) And uh, there was that. And then a few years before that, like I said, probably about ten years ago, I remember I was, like, going to work one day and I was walking to the car And then I just sharted walking to my car and just walked right back inside and called in.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I thought about leaving. And I kind of wish I had because later that day, like, the only other guy on the floor who had, like, to leave for, like, an emergency. And I was like, well, I was like, I could have just left, it seems like. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that person
0: didn't shit their pants.
1: Yeah. I had a better attitude than most people yesterday, and I shit myself. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sure. Um, so a- that, was, that was the worst day of my life so far. <laughs> um, let's talk about little uh, Kathy. Oh, I tied it all around.
0: Oh, yeah. Kathy. Kathy. From the comics.
1: Yeah, let's talk She's about... She's this movie. She is. She is... Uh, not the most attractive porn star. No. Kathy from the comic strip. Yes. The one in this one is pretty nice. Yes. Yes. Just so we're clear. Right. Kathy is kind of shaped like um, a candy corn. She has like a head and then like a candy corn body. Kind of like a triangle. It's <laughs> like soft.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Uh... But yeah, I tied it all together. So, uh, but. Take us away. What do you got about? What do you know about Armand?
0: Uh, nothing.
1: Okay, excellent. (laughs) What do you know about uh, Gene Jennings?
0: Uh, even less. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, So, Armand Weston is the director of the Defiance of Good. Um, They have nine credits altogether. Yeah. And uh, One, one of them is
1: the nesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I've never seen the nesting.
1: I haven't either, but it's a, one of those things I've seen, I've been in the pro- proximity to enough that it kind of has, like, a name recognition in my head.
0: Right, yeah, looking at the poster, I recognize it. Yeah. Uh, I always get
1: it mixed up with, I think like, the brood or whatever. No, that's... I get it mixed up with the one where there's a giant roach. I can't think of what it's called.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Maybe it's just a nest. Maybe. Okay, go on. Sorry he did the uh, he did the nestine
0: yeah uh there was a short documentary called radical sex styles and another documentary called personals and then there's uh there's a few other ones but uh the defiance of good is quite a film it's a it's a real statement of some sort
1: yeah um i guess the most notable person in this would be uh fred lincoln
0: uh yeah he yeah. was also in Last House on the Left, I believe Yeah,
1: he was one of the goons He was Weasel, I believe
0: uh, He was also, apparently According to IMDB, a voice in Foxtrot last week
1: And, um, going way back The uh, shady Psychiatrist in uh, Roberta Finlay's Altar of Lust
0: Oh, was, oh yeah, yeah Yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, uh, we'll see how his character Has developed in the intervening years Yes it's just called The Nest, the one with the big roach.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the role of Susan. Look how big this
1: friggin' roach is.
0: Oh, that is a big roach.
1: Yeah. I don't want to go in that in that apartment. <laughs> <coughs> hmm.
0: So yeah, the, the defiance of good. We got Fred Lincoln. We also have a very, very small role for Jamie Gillis in this.
1: He's like a laughing head.
0: Uh, Yeah, basically. You uh, would almost not know that he was there if you hadn't looked at the IMDb cast list uh, ahead of time.
1: I knew him by his nose.
0: Yeah. I mean, I recognized him once I saw him, but he's on the screen for like four seconds in this film. At least his face is on the screen. Yeah. For like four seconds in this film. (laughs) Uh, I think his cock's on screen more than that, but I'm not... 100% sure which cock is his At various points But uh, he's in there
1: He's in the mix
0: He's in the mix Just like Twix Uh, Anything else you want to say About uh, the Defiance of Good Before we launch into our uh, Synopsis
1: Mm, No let's go Let's let's take a quick break
0: all right, let's for take it. a quick break for it, <laughs> and then we will talk a little bit about The Defiance of Good. Let's
1: break the money and run. I am the world's greatest poet. Baudelaire, Rimbaud, William Blake. Their blood flows through my veins. Would you like to hear my poem? Yes. It's untitled. <clears throat> Fuck. Fuck. Fuck! 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 Did I show you what I found today? No. When I was at Walmart, it's a little, it's a book. It's a little religious tract. Oh, yeah. It's called Charlie's Ants. It's a chick tract.
0: Oh, okay. It's like
1: a popular, uh,. Way to try to convert people apparently Oh okay With like just telling them like a little comic book That tells you a little story um, This one's about ants And Charlie's ants are all gonna die Oh And they all die and he finds Christ
0: Oh okay
1: <laughs> um, so d- Don't worry I don't like seek them out but like they're pretty eye catching Yeah Um,
0: I could see that
1: Yeah so I just saw this one and I just always take them anything weird I find I take <laughs> um, they may
0: get you in trouble eventually.
1: Yeah, so far it's been pretty good. Uh, but um, I found one that was about Muslims and how they're uh, just camels in the tent. I don't know what that <laughs> what? is. I don't know. It was distributed by like a church. It yeah. was like around here. Um, this one is about ants. And I keep flipping back to this picture of like a little devil man just kidnapping this child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see him? Oh, yeah. Um, and That's kind <laughs> of cool what today's movie is about. Is about a devil man taking a child.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. So, today yeah. we're talking about the defiance of good. So, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Yeah, let's uh, talk about it. We get a synth beat and a title card for the defiance of good. Um, we see a girl packing... Uh, she's got some clothes, a stuffed dog, a cross, and a few other things. And uh, as she's packing, we hear some piano music. And we see a couple of parents talking to her as she's leaving her house. Um, this is Kathy from the comic strips.
1: Yep, and this Gene Jennings.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, and Kathy's parents. We see her say goodbye to her dad, and she cries a bit and says she doesn't want to go, but they tell her it's only for a while, and her mom starts getting annoyed with her showing emotion. (laughs) Uh, So they pile into the family station wagon and drive off as dad watches on. Her mom gives her a hard time for making a scene in front of the house, and... Kathy says that she's scared, and her mom talks about this being the only option, that they had talked to Father Kelly, and they think this this is the best option for her. They tell her it's only a short observation. So they show up at Eastwood General Hospital and see Kathy and her mom walking in. Kathy's glaring around suspiciously of the place. Kathy's mom, who's introduced here as Mrs. Taylor, Checks in at the desk with the nurse there and signs a card. It's a and very
1: bleak hospital.
0: Yeah, it's. I just imagine the whole world was pretty bleak in the 70s.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: The nurse at the desk calls for Willie to help her to
1: her room. Yeah, Willie, um, I think it's played by a man named Frank Baker. I tried uh, to look everyone up, but it was kind of difficult because... Um, and the INDB credit would give people like a character name and then it would be like also as someone else or something.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a mess. So I, I gave up, but that's Willie.
0: <laughs> right.
1: He's just listed as like the orderly though. So I think I kind of, pieced oh it yeah, together. Frank Baker. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were going to get to see him fuck, but I don't think we do.
0: Uh, no, we don't actually.
1: You think you would, but this movie is kind of slow getting into the sex.
0: Uh, yeah. Willie takes her to her room and tells her to undress and get changed into her uh, new patient clothes. Then Willie sits down and is just staring at her, and she asks if he means right now, and he says, uh, Yeah. Yeah. He makes some comment about her putting on her finest dress to go to a party or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, she catches his sarcasm and reluctantly starts undressing. Once she's undressed, Willie tells her that he needs to examine her. She's pretty surprised by this, as one would think. Yeah. Uh, he tells her that it's quick and he just needs to make sure she's not like bringing in drugs or something.
1: Yeah, this is something I did... Um... At the hospital. I didn't get as physical as Willie, <laughs> but, um, I had one guy, um, just like, cause we were just have them like strip down to their underwear and like go through their clothes and like, you'd have to like record like scars and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, mostly to make sure not I bring in like weapons or crack or whatever. And I would find a lot of interesting stuff going through people's pockets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One guy, like, completely like refused and, like, marched out of the room and was really angry and just kept, like, hanging out by the door, trying to escape whenever someone would come in. Oh. Um, he was terrible. He tried to call the cops, and the cops came and were like, either you can stay here or you can go to jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Yeah. No, it's, yeah. That's so um, I never fingered anyone at work.
0: Yeah, that's probably for the best.
1: Yeah. I don't even like doing that in a normal workplace.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Willie checks her mouth. She asks, is that why you had me undress?" He says, no, but this is. And then he has her sit down and yells for her to spread her legs. Uh, She doesn't at first, but he finally gets his finger in there and says... Uh, The next thing you know, she'll say she's a virgin, and she does tell him that. (laughs) Willie then notes that she's right, as he's feeling down around there. He says he doesn't see those very often. Uh, (laughs) He then asks her to roll over and tells her to stick her white ass up. And he sticks his finger in her ass. Then he tells her to get dressed because they're gonna go to the day room where all the fun is.
1: Yeah, the day room was pretty fun that's, Ours was better than this We had a TV and chairs
0: Yeah, this one seems kind of terrifying
1: Yeah, it, that's probably how it was in the 70s um, Your girlfriend would probably know I feel like she's probably researched this kind of stuff
0: Uh, Yeah, probably
1: She's always talking about how she was, Wants to go back to the days And when you would just stick a hundred Mentally ill people in a room And just leave them <laughs>
0: So we cut to the day room, and we see all the all the crazies mowing about, basically. Um,
1: Your friend Zappa?
0: Yeah, uh, one of them in the background looks like Harry Dean Stanton.
1: Yeah, he does have that look. He's like, also a little bit like Iggy Pop.
0: I could see that, yeah. yeah.
1: he's got that look.
0: So Willie walks Kathy in and shuts the door, and Kathy kind of stops to take in the uh, sight of all the people just run amuck in this room. Uh, One woman approaches her, asking her who she is, uh, but then just starts saying that she knows who she is, and she says that uh, Kathy was sent in to spy on her.
1: This is pretty common, That that's true to life.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, Kathy sits down in the corner and just starts crying, and then we get a flashback uh, to her parents reassuring her. Uh, Then we see one of the patients in this room pick up some foil off the floor and we transition from that into a flashback yes we see Kathy with her friend Susan talking Susan explains that she's got some expensive stuff as she's unwrapping some foil she says she got it from a friend who got it from a groovy doctor she was hanging out with
1: I had to pause and be like wait did she say a doctor got her cocaine yes I had to make sure I heard it right
0: she explains that she's got coke, yes. And uh, Kathy isn't into it, but Susan peer-pressures her and she finally does a little two to coke.
1: Yeah. Does she even get to do any... Bef- does she...
0: She gets a little, like, on her finger uh, or something.
1: Okay, I wonder if she got a little bump or not. She so. got a little bump. Good for her. Uh,
0: but it's at this point that her mom walks into the room. The worst. Uh, it's just like you living at home.
1: <laughs> oh, no, man. Back, um... Like when I was still in college I was smoking some weed after I got off work um, at, right. when I worked at UPS so this was probably at about 4 or 5 a.m. Right. And just not really thinking too much about it because I'd done it before but um, You would think
0: I, at 4 or 5 a.m. you could get away with it.
1: Yeah uh, but I forget like my dad like works like odd hours or, Oh okay. Um, so he like woke up like and came in like about like f- probably about like 15 seconds after I'd taken like Hit so right. there was like smoke in the air. And he's like, Oh, what you're burning in here? And he's like, Oh, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, Way to blow my high. What a dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were smarter than that. And I was like, I guess not.
0: <laughs> you were wrong, old man.
1: Yeah. Jeez. He's such a fucking he's a square. <laughs>
0: Well, Kathy's mom's a real square, too. Yeah. Uh, probably even more so. She starts interrogating them after busting into the room and asks if they're smoking marijuana. She notes that there's a smell in the room. She starts feeling around the, re- the bed, and then she finds the foil ball. She starts looking at it, and she starts asking them if it's heroin. <laughs> and Kathy says that it's not. She starts to call out to uh, Kathy's dad, Ralph. Uh, who doesn't show up in this flashback, but, uh, she says, I can't believe you'd do this to us. Uh, we cut from there to Kathy's parents talking to a doctor. Uh, the doctor says that they should determine if it's a drug problem or just some post-adolescent phase, but the parents are emphatic that something needs to be done right away. The doctor says that she could go under psychiatric evaluation for a week or two, but, he says that she likely doesn't need any sort of detox. Uh, Kathy says she doesn't want to go, but Dad says they need to kick this drug problem. <laughs> so Kathy did one bump of coke for the records, and this yeah. is the spiral that has sent her down.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty comical, except for everything that happens to her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so her mom starts going on about how the Jenkins boy got caught up in drugs... And then she said, I think it was Marjorie Jungus died of an overdose. Uh, Jungus. She says that she doesn't want Kathy to become a drug addict. So the doctor's trying to calm her down and tells her to go home and think it over. So we fade from that back into the present and Kathy's on the floor looking at all the crazies who I imagine are more intimidating in this film than they, as a group at least, are in real life.
1: Yeah, for the most part. Um, like
0: I imagine, there are those individuals that you're a little, little iffy about.
1: Yeah, sometimes you can get like two or three of those people together, and it can be like a bit of a powder keg. But
0: oh, okay, yeah.
1: Um, for the most part, they're more they're 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 all pretty scared. Right. And you dominate them with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just give them like deodorant and like a towel, and be like, "It's okay, buddy. You know, we're all." You yeah, gotta take your meds. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, smoke breaks in fifteen minutes, but we'll do ten because uh, you know, whatever.
0: Because I'm the cool guy. I am
1: the cool guy. That's why I was not well liked by management. <laughs> <laughs> too cool for school. Too cool for employment. <laughs> really too cool for the world. I think ultimately.
0: <laughs> That'll be on your tombstone. I'll make sure of it because okay. I'll make sure you die before me.
1: All right. I mean, it, it might. Probably. Um, um, he was you, too cool for this world. Are you paying for it?
0: Uh, I'm not gonna commit to that.
1: I'm gonna make you my the executor of my estate.
0: Then I'm just gonna throw you in a dumpster.
1: Okay. That's kind of
0: what I want.
1: You're want to be thrown in a dumpster. It.
0: I went to a funeral visitation this week, which was weird. Yeah. World events considered and all. Yeah. Um like the rule was you're supposed to be in and out in 15 minutes, but everybody was there lingering. So I ended up being there for an hour and hopefully I didn't catch any pandemic related diseases. Um, but you know, one thing that I always think at funerals, uh, probably more so at an average funeral where things are, where there's like more people there and everything. Um, I just like I would hate for everybody to just get together and be sad after I died. Yeah. I just uh just throw me in a dumpster.
1: Yeah, no, I get them. Don't even
0: don't even buy me a burial plot. Just throw me in a dumpster.
1: Throw me in one of those dumpsters you rent and they take it away. <laughs> Put my corpse in a uh storage unit. so <laughs> let it decompose slowly.
0: Yeah, and just stop paying for it after a while. And <laughs> somebody's going to have to go in there. They're going to do one of those Storage Wars things yeah. where they oxen off a, store, a storage unit and then they open it up and it's just your bloated corpse.
1: I'm going <laughs> to get one of those climate-controlled ones so I'm nicely preserved. Um, you I'm going
0: gonna, gonna to hang you up as if it was auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Thank you for planning my funeral, boss. <laughs> um, we really got off course.
0: I think that this is wait. After, yes.
1: Yeah, we we're supposed to be talking about the movie. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so. Sorry. Recent events. Like my failing health, apparently. <laughs> um, necessitated. <laughs> Maybe you're just gonna
0: gonna way. meet an unexpected fate.
1: I think anyone that has to work at the dollar store might just be on the verge of death. And then <laughs> you die in the bathroom, and then you ascend to heaven.
0: Is that is that the, the route straight to heaven? It goes through the dollar store?
1: Yeah, everything's a dollar. <laughs> it's perfect.
0: He went out the way that he wanted to, working at the dollar store.
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's worse things. I could be um, fucking the president. that would be a terrible job
0: yeah that would suck I would not want that job at all those guys
1: age so much yeah god you were right when you were saying it would just be a struggle to get through this episode we are veering
0: Uh, dangerously
1: (laughs) of course
0: Kathy's approached by another female patient who notices that she's new Kathy asks when the doctors will get there and talk to them and the patient says that there's not doctors there just men running around in white coats. She says that they're crazier than us. Kathy asks who's going to help her, and the other patient says no one. She says there's a lot of bad people there. Uh, but she says she can help Kathy if she wants to be her friend. Uh, and then she says she wants to see Kathy's titty. So yeah, Kathy stands up and steps back a few feet. Let me but see the...
1: what kind of titties you have. yeah.
0: She, uh, but the, pa- the other patient uh, opens up her, uh, her robe that she's wearing and just starts masturbating. Um, so then we see the guy who I believe was played by Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, he introduces himself as the world's greatest poet. Uh, he talks about like a b- bunch of poets whose blood runs through his veins. And then he offers to recite his poem. Uh, And it goes, and uh, I'll quote, Fuck. Fuck. Fuck! Fuck! And it goes on a bit more after that. But uh, that's the general idea.
1: That was great. I thought I was going to have to recite it. I'm really glad you got into it. it. (laughs) Uh, We really spoke to you.
0: Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) Kathy walks away uh, from this guy. We get more shots of uh, all the guys and the r- gals in the room being crazy. We see the woman who exposed herself to Kathy start blowing another patient. Uh, other patients in the room are grabbing themselves and circling around her. Uh, and then we see Willie bust in the room and he snatches them up and tells them to get away from her. So, Willie has protected her. What a great guy, right?
1: Kinda. Sometimes.
0: Uh, not so much. So, we cut to (laughs) night, and Kathy is in bed. She's awakened by hearing some, like, cries in the distance. She rolls over. We cut back outside and back into the room, and then we see her door open, and she's surrounded by three guys. We get some guitar rock kicking in and she starts Uh, to scream.
1: It's so heavy. I love it. Uh,
0: And then uh, essentially she gets raped by these three guys uh, in turn.
1: Yes. Um, Um, I didn't, I never stopped to rape, but um, I did stop some patients from doing some gross stuff in the day room. Okay. Um.
0: (laughs) Uh, What kind of gross stuff?
1: Just a little unauthorized patient sex oh okay yeah uh, they' were watching a movie and like sometimes they would like turn the light out in the day room just so, like I could see the TV better right um, but uh, I was kind of like reading the newspaper or just watching them watch the movie and kind of just pretending to read the newspaper mostly just kind of seeing what people are up to uh-huh because this one pair this guy and this girl were real close together I noticed she like moved her hand down that was in her pants and i was like okay well it's kind of weird but you know something i would probably do just not really thinking about it too yeah, much yeah. just hanging out but then i saw her like take her hand and like bring it up to like the guy next to her his mouth and i was like y'all <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing and she's like oh well oh uh, um she was like oh i was just uh you know I was like, uh, my, my finger smelled bad because of my belly button. And I was just trying to get him to smell it. And I was like, why would he put his put that in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, uh, and I was like, you'll separate. So, uh, you know. I had to you got late. to be the party pooper. I got to be the party pooper, but it was pretty funny because I called him out in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> really dominated them. That's what this it's all about.
0: Uh, great. <laughs> well, in this situation, unfortunately, it's not quite as fun of a story. No. Uh, so, two guys rape her and finish, and then the third guy is in the process when Willie kicks in the door and says, Alright, motherfuckers, the party's over. Some bitches get your asses out of here. So, uh, they run off. And that's the extent of their punishment for this, it seems, is that they get chased off. Um, Willie says that he's going to give her something to sleep and gives her a shot. And then he says, shit, I was hoping to be the first. Yeah. So uh, um, Willie's intentions are not
1: so great. Yeah, Willie's not a great guy.
0: No, doesn't seem so. So we see a doctor examining Kathy, uh, Dr. Hirsch. Uh, clearly not believing her story that she was raped the night before. She says, Do you actually expect me to believe that the inmates of this institution are allowed to roam free at night? Is that what you want me to accept? Uh, Kathy emphatically explains that she's not making it up. She says, What about this? Referring to her vagina that's apparently bleeding. Uh, which we couldn't really tell on this like VHS source copy that we watch, really. But, um,
1: yeah. Oh, um, you, there was some blood, I think, on the sheets.
0: Oh, okay, too. that makes sense. I, I could. It's not the uh, greatest uh, quality. This is one no. that needs a restoration pretty bad. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, definitely. Uh,
0: but so the doctor's response to this is the Why didn't you ask for the nurse for a Tampax? Uh, And she yells, because it's not menstrual blood. (laughs) So the doctor gets up and tells Willie to keep her on Thorazine, 10 milligrams, four times a day. After that, the doctor walks away and Willie says, shame on you, telling wild stories. Even though Willie was there and he saw what happened.
1: Yeah, he broke it up. They're all out to get you, man.
0: So we see Kathy in bed at night and then we see Willie walking in. He tells her to wake up. It's time for her medicine. So he comes in with a shot, but he sits it down and starts undressing. And then we get an abrupt cut from that to daylight. So it seems like Willie raped her too. Huh. Uh, just implied. Yeah. Um, so uh, we cut from there to a daylight shot outside, and then we cut to see Kathy in the day room. Uh, we see... Dr. Hirsch, the doctor from the previous scene, talking to another doctor. This is Dr. Gabriel, uh, played by Fred Lincoln.
1: Yes. Up to his old tricks.
0: Up to his old tricks. So, it's been almost two weeks, uh, according to Dr. Hirsch, and, and Dr. Hirsch says she still has a very disturbed personality. Paranoid behavior, delusions, depression... Uh, She said that he's talked to her parents and notes that he's considering shock treatment. And he asked Dr. Gabriel's opinion. Dr. Gabriel sits down and starts talking to Kathy, and Hirsch leaves him to examine her. Dr. Gabriel says he'd like to help her. He asked if she'd like to leave this place, and she says that she'll lose her mind if she has to stay here. Dr. Gabriel says that he'll talk to her parents and uh kathy thanks him so we see an outside shot of a car pulling up to a building we see dr gabriel getting out and leading kathy into this new building he tells kathy that this is her new home and then we get introduced to miss kane uh the assistant i guess to uh, dr gabriel here yes Uh, Miss Kane greets Kathy and Dr. Gabriel and shows Kathy to the doctor's study. Uh, We get a shot looking around the doctor's study, and he appears to have a stuffed possum head on the wall.
1: Yes, she's in the possum kingdom now.
0: Oh, yes. This is just what the toadies told us about. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We see Kathy sit down, and Dr. Gabriel explains that he's going to help her. And he has his own system of treatment there, but he says that there are strict rules she must follow, without question, and there's strict discipline. She explains that she's not allowed to talk to anyone, not other patients, and not her parents during the time that she's here. No letters, or calls, or visitors. He says that she will have to do everything he tells her to do. She must relate only to him, and he is the only one who can help her. He must trust her. He tells her we must free ourselves from the old traditions and concepts of good and evil that simply have no place in the modern world. She will learn to free her spirit and her flesh. This is some very uh, Saudian language, I would say.
1: Yeah, it definitely has that feel to it. Um,
0: That's where this movie... Uh, this movie had been described as being an S and M movie, and up to this point, yeah. I didn't really think that. Right. Uh, it, but this this is where we get straight into sad territory. Yeah, it
1: really switches gears. Though, um, I guess some of the insane asylum stuff is kind of uh, sadistic in its way, like the rape yeah. and just kind of the the abuse of the prisoners in general. Uh,
0: yeah, it definitely was. But I feel like this is. It's, this is more like directly tying to the uh,
1: yeah. Saudian
0: philosophies and such. He's 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 saying something that a character from Desaad's work would absolutely say.
1: Yeah, I think that's where last night when I was kind of texting you about it, I was saying it kind of becomes sort of like a Franco film yeah. after a certain point.
0: Yeah, that's why I could see it, because it definitely reminds me of several of Franco's films.
1: He kind of looks like... Um, Russ Tamblyn and Twin Peaks a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, he, <laughs> he's a great character. Everybody think Fred Lincoln, the actor of the week.
0: So yeah, Dr. Gabriel goes on to tell her that he's going to be her teacher, her guru, and the real father that she never had. He tells her Miss Kane will show her to the room, and she must do exactly as she tells her. So we see Kathy walk into her new room that's really dreary looking. Miss Kane tells Kathy to hold out her wrists as she grabs some sort of cuffs and chains and starts walking towards her. Kathy says no and starts to struggle and she tries to run out the door but Dr. Gabriel catches her and tells her that she must be punished. So he grabs her and puts her in stocks uh, and rips open her dress and her tights, and pulls down her panties. Uh, Miss Kane picks up a flogger and starts to whip Kathy's ass. Dr. Gabriel says he will judge when she's had enough, not by her screaming, but by the color of her welts.
1: Your screams will not impress me, (laughs) he yells. So, we get some
0: weird slow-mo shots of her getting whipped uh, with with a flogger.
1: And, like, this reverb dialogue. Yeah. Going on. It's pretty cool and a little trippy. Uh,
0: yeah, We after some hits, we see some fake blood drawn. Yeah. And Miss right. Kane is smiling real big here. He says, you must die and descend into hell before you can rise and be reborn.
1: Yeah, he's great.
0: Uh, we see Kathy then chained to a wall, uh, receiving oral, while Miss Kane in bondage gear whips the guy who's giving her oral Uh, She wears a leather harness. Then we see her turned around, still chained to the wall, and Miss Kane is shoving something into her. Uh, We cut from that to Dr. Gabriel petting a cat like a Bond villain.
1: (laughs) Year Uh, of the Cat. Yeah,
0: it's the year of the cat, like we said. It's gone full circle.
1: It's whirling around like a crazy uh, washer. Yes, dancing across the basement floor making a ruckus. (laughs) (laughs) Dr.
0: Gabriel tells Kathy that he will allow her to give herself to pure pleasure. He says that he won't touch her, just let her follow her fantasies. He starts to instruct her through caressing herself and having her feel and squeeze her breasts and pinch her nipples. He says let your fingers play in the opening of the tiny mouth between your legs. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> After a while, he stands up and hits a switch that slides open a panel that reveals a mirror facing Kathy. Uh, this moment is almost a naughty Victorians moment, just from the, uh, the, uh,
1: the reveal of the mirror.
0: Yeah, the reveal of the mirror by some switch that's, Flipped by somebody I
1: would say yeah this is Naughty Victorians is like probably the closest thing I think we've watched to like this so far Yeah I guess so We haven't really ventured into much S&M territory Yeah Um,
0: We'll work on it
1: Yeah we're getting there
0: Franco February's coming up
1: Yeah it's a real chance to Get your hits in
0: Yeah As Kathy's watching herself in the mirror She uh, seemingly finishes we cut to Miss Kane examining Kathy's welts and saying that they're healing nicely. She says that the doctor has been lenient with her. He's usually much harder. Kathy doesn't seem to be able to believe it. Miss um, Kane tells Kathy to be patient because they can help her in time. Miss Kane then undresses and asks Kathy if she likes it. Then she puts her leg up in the bed and pulls Kathy's head over to her crotch and tells her, suck on it, you little bitch. Eat me more, harder, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to... Uh, Kathy blowing a guy... While another guy goes down on her. And I believe the guy going down on her in the scene is Jamie Gillis.
1: You might be right.
0: Uh, then another patient starts to finger her and uh, lick her nipples... She uh, bends back to suck another cock. I think this was Jamie's cock in this scene. But you don't get to see his face in the scene to confirm it. No. Uh, Then we see her blowing Jamie on the ground. uh, And then her riding a cock cowgirl. We cut to Kathy then walking into Dr. Gabriel's office uh, in a sheer robe. Dr. Gabriel explains that her time here is coming to an end and he set up a farewell for her. She asks if he'll be with her, and reaches towards him, and he tells her to never touch him.
1: My pleasures are in the mind! (laughs) Yes. Fucking nerd.
0: He says that they're more exquisite than any temptations of the flesh. She says that sometimes he sounds like a priest, and then he says, I am a priest in my own way. He says that uh, his father was a minister and uh, he made sure I became one too. Uh, But he tells the story about how at night he as a priest he would hear the whorehouse keeping and they would uh, keep him awake. So uh, he said he was tormented with sexual hunger. He says that he had his own congregation at age 28. Uh, There was a young girl And then he just kind of trails off, and then he says he lost his congregation and his faith. And he says that now this is his church, and she's part of the new congregation. He tells her to get ready and make herself beautiful. So we see a dark room here and his other congregation members. Uh, And then Miss Kane is standing on the other side of the room uh, from Kathy, uh, who's in there in her sheer robe. Then we see Kathy on her back with her legs spread and her ankles chained up, as one guy's going down on her and she blows another. Uh, throughout the sequence, there's this cat watching. That's uh, they cut You're two. the cat. You're the cat. <laughs> uh, uh, this kind of reminds me of my life because uh, we have three cats, and this has happened before, where like I've been in the middle of the. Uh, Throws of sexual passion and then looked up and seen a cat staring at me. Uh, it's definitely not helpful.
1: My dog watched me get a blowjob.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. Yes. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. And to push him away, <laughs> he's an idiot. Ugh.
0: Excellent. At one point, Kathy's going down on Miss Kane while she's jacking off two guys. Uh, and then she starts blowing the guys, and another one starts fucking her. Uh, the sucking and fucking continues in various positions and various times. Um, another girl blows a guy to completion, and then another guy pulls out and comes on Kathy's pubes. It's at this point that we see the Dr. Gabriel's watching on. So, we then see Kathy drinking wine with Dr. Gabriel. Um, He asks how she's coming along, and Kathy says that she thought she hated him at first, but now she doesn't. He tells her she can leave, but if she does, it's forever. She can stay as long as she likes, but she can never come back if she leaves. She says she used to think of ways to escape, but now she just wants to stay, at least for a while. She says that she feels safe and doesn't want to go back home. This is uh, Stockholm Syndrome?
1: Yeah, uh, my note is that she feels safest where she gets raw dogged by strangers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes. He tells her that he has a new patient and asked if she'd like to watch the initiation or participate if she likes. Kathy stands up and walks away. So then we see Miss Kane emerge from the darkness. Uh, she was watching this conversation. She says, what do you think, Doctor? He says, I'm not sure. We'll see soon. Is everything ready? So then we cut to Kathy walking into a room dressed in a black harness. Uh, then we see the new girl blowing a guy. This new girl is Susan, her friend from earlier. So the guy that she's blowing has a leather jacket on and nothing else and is holding a crop and he's uh, cropping her butt while she's uh, sucking him off Kathy gets down next to the girl and starts to uh, help suck the guy off Uh, we get another cut to the cat watching them Um, and then Kathy starts to emphatically blow this guy and suck his balls Uh, then we get a cut to an exterior night shot and we see a blanket pulled up To reveal an ass with marks. It's Susan and Kathy's looking at the marks on her ass from her quote-unquote initiation. Kathy talks to her as they embrace and Susan asks what Kathy's doing in this awful place. And Kathy says that she could ask her the same thing. Kathy says they'll have time to talk later and they start making out. Kathy starts to suck on Susan's nipples and then starts to finger her. She goes down on Susan, and she writhes a bunch, getting off, probably, and then relaxing. We then see Kathy laying next to naked Susan in bed. Susan says that they have to get out of there, but Kathy says this used to be her room. She explains to Susan that she can leave if she wants, but she doesn't want to. Susan says that Kathy has to help her, and Kathy explains that she feels safe and protected and needed here. Susan says that her parents are worried, uh, Kathy's parents, and asks if she misses her friends. Uh, Kathy does not. Uh, Susan pleads for her to get her out of there. So Kathy says that Susan needs to put on her clothes. There's not much time. So we see Susan and Kathy storm out. uh, In front of the front door, Uh, they stop, and Susan asks if she'll ever see Kathy again. Kathy says she doesn't know, but she lets Susan out the front door, and then we hear some sad piano music. And then we hear Dr. Gabriel. He saw all of this. He tells her, you shouldn't have done that. And then Susan opens the door, walking back into the room. We hear Susan say, I told you he was a groovy doctor. Referring back to her line at the beginning that her friend had gotten the cocaine from a groovy doctor.
1: Yeah, it all confirmed that what I'd heard was correct.
0: So we see flashbacks to the coke scene from earlier to emphasize that the coke was from him. Then we see Kathy turn towards the camera where Dr. Gabriel was, and then we freeze frame on that, and then we get our credit scroll on the screen. So, apparently... Dr. Gabriel it had this all set up from the beginning to get Kathy the drug so that somehow he ended up having her in his possession. Even though I feel like all the things that had to happen to get there were kind of tenuous and hard to plan.
1: Yes, he's a, he's a mastermind.
0: He really is. So that is The Defiance of Good. Uh, quite a film indeed
1: yes sirrah
0: yes so uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back uh, to give our final thoughts on the defiance of good your stay here is coming to an end I've arranged a little farewell that
1: I want you to enjoy will you be with me don't ever touch me well why is it that you've never touched me
0: my pleasures are in the mind. They are far more exquisite than any temptation to the flesh.
1: Sometimes you sound like a priest.
0: I am a priest. In my own way. Remember the Berenstain Bears? Remember
1: the Bernstein Bears? Bernstein. Bernstein.
0: Bernstein Bears? Remember
1: the Bernstein Bears?
0: Well, we're back on the Raincoat Report once again to talk about the defiance of good uh, and as is tradition i'm going to turn things over to our resident film critic jeremy to give us his insights on the defiance of good
1: it's more like the defiance of good taste am i right <laughs> you know
0: what about you uh,
1: just in general the film me the whole show yes um <clears throat> uh I like this movie. Okay. It was a very uh, erotic thrill ride. No, it was, but it wasn't. (laughs) Um,
0: Thank you for making your thoughts clear on this film.
1: (laughs) My thoughts are never clear. That's true. Uh, They're just a jumble. They're just constantly scrambling around looking for any kind of purchase they can get.
0: Uh, for the those playing along at home I want to emphasize that we are Currently nine beers deep by my count
1: So uh, Collectively though not Yeah
0: collectively not, not each
1: Yeah we're good
0: But it's enough that with that on top of Jeremy Having been up since before The roosters crowed
1: The sun doesn't come up anymore Oh yeah We live in darkness uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um Um Thank a, you a, for a, your a, insights, a, Jeremy. Yeah, let's just call it a day. <laughs> now, um, I like to thank the fan for recommending this film. It's a it's a nice little film, but it's also an evil little film. Yes, it's, it's very wicked. Um, <laughs> it's very filthy. So I'm glad we're attracting the right kind of perverts to uh, our uh, to our freak show. Or menagerie, uh, yes, um, <clears throat> but uh, I will say the film, I think, has a few problems, though. Namely, it kind of gets off to sort of a slow start, uh, yes, in a sense. Um, I guess that's my main criticism is that it takes a while to get to any of the porn. Yeah, um, but like what comes before that isn't necessarily that interesting either. Yeah. Um,
0: All right. Well, let me let me talk a little bit too. Yeah, you talk and a little then, bit. You'll um, spur my
1: thoughts on.
0: I have a lot of mixed feelings about this film. Uh-huh. Um, I think that it is. It's something that I'm happy was recommended to us because I'm happy to have seen it because it's not quite like any film that I've seen before, really.
1: Yeah. Um, um,
0: It is definitely well-rooted in the roughy genre. Definitely.
1: Um, You're saying all the things I wish that I was cognizant enough to say.
0: The roughy genre started in the late 60s with uh, softcore films that essentially as we you know, got at the end of the Hays Code era where people just kind of realized that they can make whatever kind of movie they wanted to there right. in the late 60s, yeah. um, they were still taboo about showing explicit sex. So there was this push to really push boundaries in sex films because they couldn't show explicit sex. So one of the ways that they did that Was by increasing the amount of violence in the sex films that they were making. You know, uh, just years before, we were getting those nudie cutie films, and those were pretty much all we were seeing. A little Uh, violence. And then at at the end of the 60s, we started to see the very first uh, hardcore films, which were the white coder films that were kind of dressed up to be educational uh, things delivered by doctors and all of that to try to skirt the uh, idea of it being in poor taste uh, but at, in the meantime the more uh, exploitive things uh, were these roughy type films that started as softcore films and there were a whole lot of them in like 68, 69 that era yeah. before the hardcore film started kicking up in uh, the early 70s and um, this is sort of a hybrid in the sense that this is much later than the roughy boom that was mostly in the late 60s and the first couple years of the 70s. Uh, is this 75? Yes. Yeah, 75. So this is kind of after all of that. So this is kind of the evolution of that into the hardcore film space. Right. And there are definitely other films like this. I don't think I've seen any of them, though. So this is my first exposure to this type of film um i think that it's interesting in that sense in the sense that i haven't seen anything quite like this before i have seen some softcore uh some softcore roughy films and they're not really my bag uh and this hardcore ruffy film is also not really my bag yeah um there are things that i like about it though i really like dr. Gabriel as a character yeah, it is
1: a very excellent performance from uh, Lincoln.
0: Yeah I like that like he goes from zero to a hundred multiple times in the film. yeah I love uh, when all he starts pieces. talking about being a priest he just escalates through the roof. yes <laughs> and it's wonderful. <laughs> I like that about it. I like the uh, aesthetics of the group sex scenes. They're uh, kinky and fun, yeah. But at the same time, uh, I also really dislike the uh, rapiness early on, and i I really prefer my adult films to be more lighthearted. And this is definitely not in any way lighthearted. No, it's about uh, a woman being uh, sexually tormented and abused, and then. Uh, Falling Under the Spell of Stockholm Syndrome.
1: Yeah. a Powerful Spengali. Uh, Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: but I will say that Fred Lincoln as Dr. Gabriel is, like, fun in the film. But that's, like, the only thing that's fun in the film. The rest, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of sexiness later on in the film. But, uh, you know, the early portion of the film is Kathy just being tormented. And uh, that doesn't really do it for my boner.
1: You're always pulling a boner. Yeah. Um. You know, this is, I think, the first like you're saying. Um, this is like the first roughy kind of film I've seen as well. Uh huh. Um. But I've always been into like that kind of stuff, just as sort of in general. Uh huh. Um. The violence. Yeah. I like. I like to punch people.
0: Are you punching people during sex?
1: Uh, donkey punching. Oh, yeah? You just give them a little tap.
0: A little tap?
1: A little tap on the back of the noggin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like that's not good for people, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's good for me. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I liked, I liked all the violence. I liked all the like, real, like, complicated... Uh, sex apparatuses and leather masks and gimps and such. Yeah. Um, I love Dr. Gabriel is like a weird decidian kind of figure. Right. Um, I will say, like I said earlier, it does take a while to kind of get going. Yeah. But, uh, even kind of some of the stuff in the psych hospital, the, well, really not even, not, I wouldn't say a hospital, even the, the loony bin. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a, a collection of psych, psychos. Um, it was kind of fun in like the grimy seventies way that like something like blood sucking freaks is fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't feel very good after, but kind of like daring. You're just kind of like, well, this is something new. Uh, this is something that I didn't think i would ever see on the silver screen
0: right well the it's, the 70s are definitely a very dangerous time in cinema almost yeah, yeah. Like, when i see a film in the 70s the cool thing about it is unless it's like a major studio picture i always know that anything can happen on screen
1: yeah definitely
0: um, in the 80s it feels like things got a little bit less dangerous, but at the same time, I feel like uh, people making movies had things figured out a little bit better in some ways.
1: Right, there'd been some kind of, like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like a, so There'd been some, like, refinement of, like, the various genres down to, like... Yeah. Um, just basic, kind of, like, elements that you would just sort of... Uh, like, you knew what to incorporate by, like, the time, like, 1982 or whatever rolled around
0: right the 70s feel a little bit more experimental and because of that you just never know what's going to happen in a film from the 70s right um uh, you know especially a low budget exploitation film or as yeah. in this case a pornographic
1: film yeah i'd say a pornographic like, exploitation film like kind of merging the two together a little bit mm-hmm. i mean like there's always like a link but like more like bringing something like um, Last House on the Left or Last House on Dead End Street mm-hmm. or Taxi Driver, just something kind of grimy and gross, like in with like the sex um, that I hadn't really seen before. Right. Um, even though like the sex wasn't really super explicit, everything around it sort of, kind of was in a way. Like a lot more like brutal than the stuff we're released really to watching. Um, right. So it was a. It was a refreshing bad taste uh, in my mouth.
0: <laughs> All right, like so it's when, a it's a it's a very um, grimy film. That's like for you, sure.
1: Like when you burp up, um, like one of those eggs at McDonald's. <laughs> 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 that feeling. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, three and a half stars.
0: Three and a half stars. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm going to give it two and a half stars. All right. Uh, at the end of the day, my star ratings are based on my enjoyment and, uh, I I have, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I certainly, uh, feel like I have less enjoyment of the film than you do. I appreciate it for what it is. It's just not my bag, but I will say that I appreciate this recommendation because there's no way I would have found this film otherwise. And uh, it's something I'll definitely remember for sure.
1: Yep, so thank you to our fan.
0: Uh, Yes, thank you fan.
1: You're a a wonderful young person. Uh, Yes. You're what makes whatever country you're from great.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we've got a a few more episodes and then we have uh, Franco February coming up here soon.
1: Yep, I'll start Uh, the start churning out ads for that.
0: Uh, Yes, it's going to be a glorious, insane period of time in our lives.
1: Yeah, I haven't really seen, like, I've seen a couple of his, uh, or not a couple, like, quite a few of, like, his more softcore films. Yes. And even, I think, Countess Perverse wasn't, like, really hardcore. No. Um, There were some dick shots and stuff, but uh, I'm looking forward to see what he does with, uh, when he gets up in the guts.
0: Well, uh, <clears throat> strap in. It's uh, perhaps not what you expect.
1: <laughs> I'm, expe- I'm not expecting them to be the best shot sex films, but I'm expecting to be amused and entertained.
0: Uh, there is a lot to say about some of them, that's for sure. Uh, well, I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> it'll be a real memorable, uh, February. It's not a leap year, is it? We only have to do four of them, right?
0: There are four of them, yes. I, I checked okay. that on the calendar earlier. All right, well, good. I was mapping things out. <laughs> Excellent. We have... After today, we've got three more episodes, and then it's Franco February. All right, Whoa. unless I did the math wrong, in which case, sorry guys, well, I'm nine beers deep. I'm no, well, a... no, I'm like four beers deep. Yeah, I'm.
1: Yeah, I'm five. Yeah, I'm giving you an F for math.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Well, four beers deep, I'm bad at math. What are you gonna do?
1: Give you an F? Oh, I yeah. just said what I was gonna do. You don't listen.
0: Uh, Speaking to the people who actually do listen, uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, A couple five-star ratings can make a real difference in our rankings and our visibility. Uh, Tell people to listen to our show. Uh, We think we've got something cool going on here, and uh, we need to share the word of the teacher with everybody. Mm -hmm. Thank you for those who have done so. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Raincoat Report and, and on Twitter at Raincoat Report. Uh, we've given up on Facebook, and uh, hopefully we can keep our Instagram not banned for long enough to, uh, you know, make it through our lives. I guess.
1: The rest of them.
0: Hopefully, we can remain not banned forever, so we can keep doing this podcast forever.
1: Hundred thousand episodes.
0: Yes, a hundred thousand episodes. We're gonna live forever. Uh, we have sold our souls to Satan to live forever to do this podcast forever. I sold
1: my souls, sloppy holes.
0: <laughs> I sold my sloppy holes to rock and rolls.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, goodbye. Don't forget your raincoat. <laughs>